time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sam. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian, Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. Stay tuned, because it's on now. The Tom Sumner Program. COVID-19 is the biggest health crisis in our lifetime. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals to stop it, but we need your help. Even if you don't feel sick, you could be carrying it. And just one person with the virus can infect another 40, who then infect thousands more. So I've issued an executive order requiring everyone to stay home to help limit the spread of the virus. Let's protect the people we love. Stay home and stay safe. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey there, I'm Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Might surprise you to be hearing from me, some smoke show Midwestern governor nobody heard about till a couple weeks ago. But governors are kind of having a moment right now. And while other govs get cool nicknames like Daddy Cuomo and Gavin Choke Me King Newsome, Trump refers to me as that woman from Michigan. But I'm not offended because I am proud to be from Michigan. And that woman is also what Trump calls his wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I'm nursing all the bats because even though most frickin' governors are laying down restrictions because of the virus, mine are somehow too far. Now, you may have heard about the protesters that gathered in the streets of our capital for Ted Nugent cosplay last week. Look, people, it's live free or die, not live free and die. And Trump advisor Stephen Moore is comparing these protesters to Rosa Parks. Yeah, if Rosa Parks was fighting for her right to get hit by a bus. Sorry, that's a little bats talking. But... I support all Americans and Michiganders' freedom of speech. So if you got to protest, here are some tips on how to do it safely. Number one, stay home. I promise you can call me a bitch from the safety of your couch. It's called Twitter. So if you must head outside, maintain proper social distancing. That means six feet apart at all times. So if the tip of your AK-47 can touch the tip of your buddy's AK, back up. And please... Wear face masks, but not a joker mask, and and not a clown mask, and absolutely no masks that come with a hood. Now, like you, I have heard the rumors that I'm on the short list to be Joe Biden's vice president, the VP's Veep, because if it's going to be a woman, it might as well be that woman. But my sole priority is my home state, because we're not out of the woods. We never will be. We live in Michigan.
And welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, where we like to talk about uh, all kinds of things uh, on this show, um, including sex. And gosh, who doesn't like to talk about sex? Um, And that is the subject, Advice from a Sex Therapist for Couples in Quarantine, in a new book called Love in the Time of Corona by uh, Dr. Diana Wiley. And she joins me now by phone from Seattle. Uh, Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. It's good to be with you. And I always look for an opportunity to talk about my new book, and you're providing it. Thank you. When when we talk about uh, love in the time of corona or um, sex for uh, couples in quarantine, um, what made you want to write this book? I, I mean, you're from Seattle. Aren't people kind of in quarantine all the time there? <laughs> the beginning of March... Washington State had some of the first outbreaks. Yeah, they a, did. They did. In a People home in, to... in Kirkland, which is on the east side, in a residential retirement home. And uh, anyway, my husband and I were taking a walk, and I've been wanting to write a book forever, and I, I've been doing this work as a board-certified sex therapist and a licensed marriage and family therapist for almost 35 years. I've been 11 years in Seattle and before that in Los Angeles where I worked at UCLA's Female Sexual Medicine Center and before that Honolulu. That was a lovely place to live. Uh, but I, w- we were taking a walk and we said this is going to become a crisis. And um, so decided to really push to get a book written, and it was a push, in two months. Wow. So we did it. And uh, Love in the Time of Corona uh, is the result. And um, it's, it's really helpful for, I've already gotten a lot of feedback on it, for couples who are going through this extended period of forced togetherness. Um, I think you referred to it as house arrest. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I've I've gone through various uh, phases of how to describe it, but I've been really fortunate because uh, uh, my significant other Sandy and I um, we enjoy each other's company, and it's 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 really been okay. We've had each other, and uh, and thankfully this isn't the time of the Spanish uh, flu back in uh, oh yeah hundred years ago when they didn't have internet they didn't have cable television they didn't even really have telephones and when people were uh, you know on house arrest in those days boy there really wasn't a whole lot to do um, but this idea of couples and and romance and sex in quarantine um, isn't there something that works sort of against it. it you know at first it's like oh wow we've got some time off from work we can spend some time together and and it starts out sort of playful and then after a little while um it's kind of like wow we're just stuck here and you know how how inventive can can we be after three months of being locked in together well for sure i mean it it can't. It produces a lot of stress and anxiety for many couples. And 
I'd like for couples to take a closer look at how they spend their time together um, when they aren't having sex, especially in quarantine. And, you know, does sitting in front of the TV for hours make you feel more excited about your partner? Probably not. So we have to be intentional about connecting. And uh, Love in the Time of Corona, my book has lots of good suggestions for that and exercises and guidelines because couples sometimes need to get unstuck, and if they're going to cocoon together, they need some help and maybe some, some launching pads for discussion and uh, connection uh, and to be intentional about their connecting. Well, and I think it's important, Diana, that you include exercises because a lot of people will look at a, quote, uh, advice book or self-help book or or something. And, you know, the author says, uh, you know, be nice to each other. Okay. Then what? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, If you don't. My uh, my book is very practical. And, um, uh, for instance... um, one of the exercises that that I suggest, uh, I call it Sweet Nothings, and um, I have the couple sitting, well, it used to be in, in my office, now it's on Zoom, but, uh, but I've witnessed it in person many times before the coronavirus, where they sit facing each other, knees together, holding hands, making eye contact, and they take turns. This is what I especially love and appreciate about you. And they get very specific. And it's positive. And love and appreciate the sweet nothings. It's nothings because it really costs you nothing to say this. And uh, too many relationships unravel from uh, emotional undernourishment. And they forget to compliment each other. They start taking each other for granted. This is... Very true, especially for long-term relationships. I witnessed at least two or three times over the years of having couples do this. Um, the 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 guy, the husband, the partner, the male partner, actually begin to cry when he heard these compliments from his uh, significant other. Wow. And, and just, I can imagine it touched his heart because he hadn't heard anything so positive. And a lot of couples who are stuck together like this, the forced togetherness, get real critical, extra critical, and judgmental. And boy, this is the not time, not the time for that. Yeah, because it's um, it's really difficult to get away from it, other than sitting there on the couch binge watching Netflix. Yes, we need to schedule some time apart from each other, even if we're in small quarters. Uh, fortunately, the weather is good now in most places, and it might be a little hot in some places, but get out and take a walk and do the socially distancing there with your mask on. I'm, you know, I'm a real believer in masking up and preventing the contagion. And, you know, those of us who are senior citizens... We are more vulnerable, so I think it's the unselfish thing to do, even for younger people to, uh, now I'm getting off, off track a little bit, but I feel pretty strongly about this, that, that we need to protect people who are more vulnerable, like those of us who are older people, 
And uh, anyway, per- going back. Yeah, let me let me uh, zero in alone. on that, that sweet nothings yeah, because sure. that's something that's very easy to do when couples first meet and and you know they're getting to know each other and they're they're saying all kinds of complimentary things for whatever reason um, you know to, just to ingratiate themselves to the uh, to their partner um and and those things come very easily and then it doesn't seem like it's very long before all of a sudden that seems corny Yes, and part of it is brain chemistry. Dr. Helen Fisher had access to a, a to a MRI machine at the University of Rutgers, and uh, she, over the years she she uh, did functional MRIs of couples' brains, newly in love, and those who've been together a long time. And when you're newly in love, there's a lot of um, testosterone on board and dopamine, which is the hormone of arousal, and uh, so it's um, we need novelty for uh, dopamine to be expressed. You got a lot of that in the beginning, so there's a you know you can't keep your hands off each other. It's just it's all so exciting, and then after about a year and a half to three years, it changes to more oxytocin and vasopressin. Oxytocin is the love hormone, the the touch hormone. The more we're touched, the more we want to be touched. So it goes from feeling like you may, might be on speed in the beginning stages to feeling like you're really best friends. And that's one of the problems for long-term relationships. They become so much more like brother and sister that they've lost some of the erotic charge and, and the sexual charge. So need to revi- we need to get back together and revitalize our relationships. And it's possible um, to reinvigorate that that sexual charge at really any age, isn't it? At any age, at any age, of course. You know, um, I'm I'm also a gerontologist. In the early '90s, I did some studies with an MD that were published in medical journals. So on aging and sexuality. And I say the older you get, the better you get. Well, unless you're a banana. (laughs) 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 And I I can relate to this a little bit of a joke because when I was a kid, my sister called me Diana Banana. (laughs) Um, But many, uh, many people, um, really over 40, and now I'm talking before the coronavirus, just in general, uh, over the years yeah. I've been talking to people over 40, are report having the best sex of their lives. And, um, but that takes some focus and some work, and especially these days uh, when we are cooped up together. But, but, you know, I think that we need to use touch to relieve stress and People always feel better and have better sex when they're relaxed. And so taking turns giving each other a massage can be wonderful. I mean, whoever, who who turns down a back rub or a foot massage? I I don't know anybody who does that. Do you? No, I don't. No. Um, More with sex therapist and author Dr. Diana Wiley 
Straight A. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Hi, I'm Dr. Jonay Caldoun. We know that COVID-19 is spreading rapidly across Michigan right now. The most important thing people can do to protect themselves is social distancing. That means unless you are a critical infrastructure worker or going out to get food or medicine for your home, you should be staying at home. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. Most of the music you hear on the Tom Sumner program is provided by local artists. Tune in Fridays at 11 for live music and conversation with some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, and performers. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. This is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Tom Sumner Program, celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint, Genesee County, and throughout Michigan. In just a little while, you folks are going to have the pleasure not only hearing the songs of the star of the program and all, but you're also going to have the pleasure of hearing and watching and seeing in person the gentlemen and ladies who have been supplying the fine music behind the curtain this evening. It's a wonderful orchestra. I love to hear them play. But while you would possibly never even consider counting how many pieces there are in the band, it so happens there are about, I think, 26, 27 members of the orchestra, the stage orchestra here. The only thing is they used to play in Hollywood. And when they were there in Hollywood, California, there were a 65-piece orchestra. And when they were hired by the International Hotel to come here and play, they all got on a a bus, all 65 of them with their instruments and everything, and headed out for Las Vegas. The only thing was, when they crossed the Nevada state line, they had fruit inspection, and this is all slack. Here are some most happy fellas, the four lads for Ford. Standing on the corner, watching all the Fords go by. Standing on the corner, giving all the Fords the Thunderbird's kissing cousin Get in a Ford Get Ford a try So don't be standing 
This is Jill Stein, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with sex therapist and author Dr. Diana Wiley, straight ahead. Initializing Mm -hmm. a change can be, you know, very awkward. After you've gone through that very romantic phase and you get to that best friend phase, then it seems almost awkward to try to initiate. Um, and, and if you plan for it, and uh, this is something that, that Sandy and I have wrestled a little bit with uh, uh, before and during the, uh, the pandemic, is um, when you try to schedule something, it doesn't, it doesn't seem spontaneous. It doesn't seem as romantic when it's planned. Yeah, there, there's a, in my view, there's a lot of mythology around uh, sex having to be spontaneous. Actually, sex does not need to be spontaneous for it to be fun. You know, think about how uh, before the pandemic we would we could plan a night out on the town and within that plan have a lot of a, a lot of spontaneous fun. Same thing, we can plan a date night at home and put sex on the calendar. And and before before this event, your date night at home. Or even that night, talk about your needs and desires, and and you might even take turns planning the date night at home. Maybe it's once a week, and who whoever plans the date night, and that can include, well, hopefully delicious takeout food that you eat at home, or maybe you're cooking an aphrodisiac meal together. There are aphrodisiac cookbooks that are available cooking. But then talk about what you want and need and, and what you'd like to try and slow down and maybe play a board game so that there's enough emotional foreplay. And, but whoever plans the date night, that's their turn to initiate sex. Uh, and, and if the, usually the one with a lower desire is a little less resident about um, ha- um, wanting to have uh, sex, and so and a lot of times it is the woman. So if she's really not in the mood for this date night at home, you can you can do it um, a rain check, but make it make it sincere. And or or maybe you have lots of outer course. You don't even have intercourse. That there's a lot of touching, and I, I have some caressing exercises in the book that go in stages so that there's a lot of face and hand and foot touching in the beginning, and then it moves on to more of the body, and finally the genitals and, and actual intercourse. But it goes in stages, and a lot of people need that to, uh, to warm up again to touch and to... And they might discover that there are other parts of their bodies that are very responsive to touch. Very responsive. Other than the genitals. Some people, you know, from the top of our heads to the bottom of our toes, there are all these erotic 
oh, gourmet possibilities, delicious possibilities, and some people just get stuck between the legs. Right, right. And, and, and yeah. um, do men tend to be that way more than women? Uh, you mean in terms of wanting to get right to it? Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they tend to be, yeah. Of, of having it all focused between the legs. Yeah, and they tend to be. That's right. Um, and, of course, a man who is having erections, uh, he can't hide his arousal. And uh, uh, so it's there. And so... That raises it, it an takes, interesting question, uh, yeah, Diane. Yeah, tell me. Because Ask me. Um, <laughs> if, if, um, if arousal is difficult for a man in a relationship, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean everything's over. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, th- that you doesn't know, mean game uh, over. What what should couples do in that eventuality? Because that is often very embarrassing for a man of course. who, you well, know, prides first... himself in, you know, being a real macho guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, he can't perform. He's having erectile dysfunction, ED. Yeah. And the first thing to do, really, is for the man to get a, get a checkup with his urologist to make sure that there aren't any physiological things wrong. And, um, but even if, even if there might be a, a couple of things that, that are happening in his body physiologically, still there can be psychological damage from, from not being able to get an erection. So uh, it's, it's sometimes using the, one of the PDE5 inhibitors, that would be Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, those things, can be very helpful, um, and it can help. Uh, it, maybe the man won't have to take it forever, as a man ages, the nitric oxide inside his penis diminishes, and that's what—that's actually one of the ways that Viagra works so well. The sildenafil helps produce more nitric oxide. So, you know, those of us who are baby boomers, think about the history. The birth control pill was our ticket to ride, and and Viagra became our lifetime pass. <laughs> so, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it can be very helpful, and it can and and it doesn't. Uh, sometimes I have to reassure the female that this doesn't mean that he desires you any less. He does desire you. He's just having erectile dysfunction. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I, you know, I wouldn't. And, and this is awful to admit, but I will do it anyway. I would not have really thought about how a woman reacts or feels mm-hmm. when a man mm-hmm. can't get it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she she often feels like, oh, it's something about me. I'm not pretty enough. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not attracted. My body's getting older. I'm beginning to sag. And, you know, the, most men are just so happy to have their woman naked next to them that they don't think about uh, a, a wrinkly body. Uh, they're just... There's a naked a woman, woman in the room. Confident. <laughs> what? There's a naked woman in the room. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> so it, um, but 
women need reassurance often, so do men. So there are lots of, of uh, suggestions for better communication in my book, too, to talking about. There's even a sex menu where you can decide what you want to do before your sex date at home, your date night at home, and you, you can check, check the sex menu, what, what you'd like, giver, receiver, or not at all. And um, this can also launch a conversation. A lot of people have trouble talking about sex, let's face it. We don't have the role models. We're not even sure what to call the body parts, all of those things. Yeah, it's um, what was <laughs> uh, the the old Henny Youngman uh, joke about uh, you know how uh, how a woman got pregnant was uh, the usual way dinner and a movie. Um, <laughs> God, dinner and a movie, okay. But um, and and he joked about his his long marriage uh, being the result of the fact that that they went out to dinner twice a week. And he said, she goes Tuesdays, I go Thursdays. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. but We're doing everything we can to keep our marriage together. Yeah, even <laughs> and, if it means it, being apart. <laughs> yeah, being apart. And I think it was him or maybe it was another comedian. He said, I've gotten to the stage where food has become more important than sex. In fact... I just had mirrors installed over my breakfast nook. <laughs> yep, that's Rodney Dangerfield. That was Rod. Thank you. Very good. I knew it wasn't Henny, Henny Youngman. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. That was, That was. yes, bless his heart. We miss him. He, yes, he was we a do. funny guy. He was a funny yes. guy. And that's one of the things you and I talked about a little bit before we, uh, before we went on the air, um, is the importance of laughter and yes. mirth and making it fun sex puts so much pressure on men and women women are worried about their bodies and men are worried about their performance and you know that goes back and forth as well but you know that it 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 creates this uh sense of of stress in something that should be a very joyful occasion Yes, people forget that sex is play. And many of my clients have learned to put playfulness into their relationships, and especially their sexual relationships. I think that there's a happy, giggling, playful person inside of all of us. So I think to let this side of you out so your relationship can be rejuvenated is really, really good. Laughing is a natural stress rebuster. It's, um, you know, Tom, it's like a form of internal jogging. <laughs> and it's a really nice way to exercise the heart and boost the mood. And, um, and then sex is even better. You know, I think um, silliness, creative silliness. Do you know that the word silly uh, did not originally mean ridiculous? It comes from the old English word salag, S-A-E-L-I-G, salag. And originally, salag, or silly, meant to be prosperous and happy and healthy. And so when we put humor into our relationship, it can help make 
it's a laughing matter, <laughs> you know? So, it's so good to laugh. So grown-ups can have play dates, too? Pl- absolutely. And it can be <laughs> absolute play dates. Yes, I like that. It's uh, and it'll help. It'll help help your relationship so much. Uh, I have a whole chapter on laughter, laugh and play together, and some uh, sexy games, and uh, and of course dancing. Dancing together can be fun too. But there's even you know it start. You you're probably familiar with this. Uh, it started in India. It's laughter yoga. And um, mainly women get together in the morning. It's probably not happening now. but And they, they start out like this. And I remember when I was a teenager in a drama uh, school learning to do this so that you could laugh on cue as an actress. And so I'll do it for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out just the way the exercise does, and then you'll hear me laugh. Ha, 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 he, 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 ha, 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 I think mirth is one of your favorite words, Tom. It it mirth. only is because I I asked um, Cindy Williams. Do you do you know who Cindy Williams is? She played Shirley on Laverne and Shirley. Oh yes. And she was on the show, and we were talking about television then and now. And she said, I, I said something about why do the the older shows seem, I don't know, somehow more fun. And she said, "The mirth is gone," and and it was the mirth just, is gone. Wow! And it was yes. just such a powerful statement that that word has has just stuck in my head, and I yes. think about that a lot because mirth isn't just in the moment laughing at a joke. It's it's like a, a way of life, just a, a general kind of feeling of joy and the ability to laugh on a moment's notice uh yes absolutely uh and it can make us feel so much better in these days we need a break from all of the stress that's going on we just need a break and and so being with our partner having a date night at home planning for some sex can give us that break, and it gives us an opportunity to get our to know our partner better, and um, to compare likes and dislikes, and all of that, and to remember that sex is very good for our health. Uh, I wanted to tell you about just one one study. There are many, many, and these were researchers in Zurich. We all trust the Swiss, don't we? Well, yeah. And they found that that sex reduces cortisol. You know that bad stress, cortisol and adrenaline. We too many of us have too much. Well, I don't actually, but many people have way too much cortisol and adrenaline from all the stress. So it reduces, but sex reduces cortisol and increases oxytocin. And of course, oxytocin 
encourages positive communication and provides the reduction of stressful situations like an argument, a fight. We, we can start touching each other and decide how we like to touch each other, and then that's going to um, help, help. It also can boost the immune system. Um, sex has been shown to ward off colds and the flu. Wouldn't it be nice if it could ward off co- COVID-19? Then we'd have a real sexual revolution, wouldn't we? (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, (laughs) What about, you know, the the usual suspects? Um, You know, lingerie, a bottle of wine, certain kinds of foods. You you mentioned aphrodisiac foods. Um, Mm -hmm. What about those things? And, and of course, I want to also add to that list music. Oh, yes, and you're a big fan of music, I know. Yes, um, all of these well, things. Music can... put food on my table for a while, Diana, so. Oh, that's yeah, right. I'm always that's gonna, right. I did I'm, look at that online, yes. I'm always going to think about music uh, in, in some capacity. And do you and. Sandy. Is, is Sandy? Yeah. You're, you're part, yeah. So do you and Sandy have, uh, are you more or less the same age, and do you have favorite music from the past that you love yes we we met uh, we actually met in high school oh wow we ran around in the same clique of people and then uh found each other many 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 years later on facebook and started seeing each other yeah that's wonderful that's just wonderful so we have a lot of we have a lot of old you know long time friends and acquaintances jointly even though we haven't been a couple you know, for decades, like like some our age. Well, you have all the elements of having a very strong relationship. Um, A psychologist from Sacramento many years ago studied couples who were reunited after 25 years, and she found that they had much stronger relationships. Um, Depending on if, if their breakup, and it often it was in high school, what what the basis of the breakup was about but but usually it was just fine maybe the parents didn't approve or something and then they got back together and they have these common friends just like you and Sandy and and you can also fantasize about your your partner's younger self and and what it might have been like to go all the way in high school for example now that you can so there're lots of advantages to <laughs> that's true getting together and with your with a former girlfriend but setting the scene with music and music that you both like and slowing down and setting the scene uh having a lovely dinner for your date night at home uh setting the table with uh your good china and a candlelight and playing the music and maybe taking a bath or shower together and soaping each other up. And I think that lingerie is, um, of course, I have a theater background, uh, including for a year and a half after teaching school, I was a showgirl in Miami Beach. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I, uh, I, I it was it was a real departure. I 
I didn't expect to get the job. Uh, it, I went for this audition, and oh, I think, well, this is kind of a lark, if, but I got it, and I enjoyed it, and I learned how to present myself, and I got over a lot of body image problems that, you know, I was fortunate I had a pretty good body, but, but I worked topless, and I come from a very good family, and so for a while I was good family in terms of their expectations and their traditions and, you know, so for a while I was the black sheep of the family, but I wore glitter on my nipples and that was all, and then lots of beautiful costuming. My daughter, who is married and ha- I have grandchildren with her, and I also have a son, but my daughter sometimes as a joke calls me glitter tits. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But um, it, it actually, uh, uh, well, it helped me for the breastfeeding I did for both my son and daughter because my nipples got tougher from all that glitter on the oh, night after funny. night. <laughs> Naturally, you do not do this as a personal thing, because glitter does not taste good, and it gets everywhere. But the point is, I could learn how to present myself. And I think a striptease for your partner, and doing it slowly, and doing it just doing a dance can be wonderful. For the person doing the dance, as you arouse yourself more, but... Looking at your partner's eyes and the look of desire and maybe even lust and moving to the music, it can definitely increase your arousal. So I I think stripping is part of setting the scene and part of your date night at home and making it a hot night, but building up first with emotional foreplay, anticipation, and then slowing down and being sensual as well as sexual. Well, see, now I've got my weekend planned. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Diana, I'm I'm having so much fun with this because, you know, we we don't talk candidly about these kinds of things enough. And um, I I certainly don't. And I'm... I like to think I'm fairly comfortable about it and good-humored about it, but it still is is something that, that feels kind of awkward. You mentioned uh, coming from a good family. There were things that you didn't talk about. You didn't talk about money. You didn't talk about sex. And, um, you know, we, we grow up with those things, and, and those things are kind of hard to undo, and that's what this book is all about is how to, to put some of those uh, those barriers that we carry with us uh, aside in, uh, you, in you freeing put it very yourself well. up. You, those are barriers, and they're often barriers based in fear. Yeah. And when, when we can talk to our partner about what we want and what we don't want, we have um, a much more intimate relationship, emotionally intimate relationship, and it can help us feel closer and um, and to get rid of that embarrassment. More with sex therapist and author, Dr. Diana Wiley, straight in.
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. The Tom Sumner program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner program. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and Start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. It's a major factor in dancing like a retard. may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy. And it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. they are can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. The interest of goodwill. The Hoffman Beverage Company feels compelled to make this announcement. It's simply this. All Hoffman flavors have that happy taste, except sarsaparilla. We might as well come right out with it. We haven't quite hit that happy, carefree note in sarsaparilla. Now, please don't misunderstand us. Our Hoffman sarsaparilla is absolutely dependable. It's trustworthy. It's loyal. And many fine, upstanding citizens love it. But it just isn't what we call happy. You take our Hoffman orange, it's absolutely rollicking. Our lemon is almost giggly. 
Our black cherry and black raspberry are so bubbling with happiness, they dance in the glass. They all have natural flavor and famous Hoffman Steady Sparkle. We're sorry about Hoffman's sarsaparilla. Why isn't it happy? Well, let me ask you, could you be happy if your name this was This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with sex therapist and author Dr. Diana Wiley straight ahead. Now, sometimes it does help to have a few sessions with a professional. Um, a, a, I don't mean a sex worker professional. I mean a sex therapist, of course. <laughs> I wasn't ruling it out. Okay. <laughs> Although, you know, at, well, no, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but, but talking to a sex therapist and... Actually, um, it, it, ASECT, A-A-S-E-C-T, American Association for Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, ASECT.org provides sex therapists in your area. So your area is Flint, right, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So you can look up on that website and find ASECT certified sex therapists, and usually Sex therapists are also licensed in another area, just as I am, as a marriage and family therapist. So sometimes a few sessions, and these days it's likely to be teletherapy, can really help. Well, my guest is Dr. Diana Wiley. Um, (laughs) She is uh, the author of a new book, Love in the Time of Corona, and uh, adding advice from a sex therapist for couples in quarantine, which is... uh, just out this year and um and and written really because of the coronavirus and um we're unfortunately running out of time doctor because i'm having such a delightful time talking with you Um, well thank you me to you diana um i i always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work the book etc what we've been talking about um, is the book is a great place to start, but is is there a, a, a good starting point online? Do you have a website where people can go that might have links to other information? Yes, absolutely. It's DearDrDiana.com. Dear Dr. D-R, or spelled out, it'll get you there, Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, but the easiest way, dear, dr, Diana, dot com, D-I-A-N-A. It's also an advice column, and you'll find questions that people are asking during this COVID-19 crisis, pandemic. And also there's a resource uh, page on there with lots of my colleagues' books and podcasts. And, and this interview that you're doing with me will be up there eventually, too, uh, links to uh, interviews that I've had and, and other things. So a lot of information on DearDrDiana.com and also a way to buy the book. And we now have quite a few five-star reviews, I'm so happy to say. Um, so the book is available in, uh, uh, as an e-book and also as a paperback. Well, you know what they say, Diana, sex sells. <laughs> sex sells, yes, it does. And I think if we can embrace that and learn more about sex and become more confident lovers and really reconnect with our partners, 
boy, we're going to have a much better life, and we're going to get through this and come out of the COVID-19 crisis and come, come out the other side closer as a couple. And maybe uh, we can bring back the mirth. Bring, oh, I'm so glad you, that's a great closing line for this. <laughs> bring back the mirth. Diana, thanks so much for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. Well, I thank you, Tom. You're a wonderful host, and uh, you're so open, and I appreciate that. All right, and with that, we'll have uh, more of the Tom Sumner program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickersons. What's the matter? All right, all right. Blanche, Blanche. I'm putting a ribbon in my hair. Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. I just thought I'd like to look nice this morning. Why? I knew you'd forget. You don't even know what day this is. I do, too. It's rent day. It is not. Today happens to be our wedding anniversary. Well, I knew it was a sad occasion of some kind. What kind of a remark is that? That's supposed to be funny. No, it isn't supposed to be funny, Blanche. I'm just groggy, that's all. I'm sorry. I knew you'd forget. I didn't forget it. So why didn't you say something? Blanche, I just opened my eyes. You forgot it. I tell you, I didn't forget it. But even if I did, you'd remind me of it. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Is that all? No plans? We've been married eight years. Don't you want to do something? No, it's too late to do anything. It's sad about you. How you suffer. I didn't get such a bargain, you know. Okay, okay. There's better fish in the ocean than the one I caught. There's better bait, too. I'm serious. Okay, I'm sorry. You hack away at me in the morning and I'm so exhausted, I don't know what I'm saying. You wouldn't be so exhausted if you went to bed at a reasonable hour. I had to work overtime. Pour me some coffee. Get paid? I'll get paid. What time did you get home? 12.30. If you got home at 12.30, why were you so long getting into bed? I know for a fact you didn't come to bed until almost 2. I was in the kitchen putting the stuff away. What stuff? What's the matter, Blanche? You told me to bring stuff home for the party tonight. You invited a lot of your crumb friends and you told me to bring stuff, so I brought stuff. Did you bring the potatoes for the potatoes? salad. I brought potatoes. Did you pair them? I paired them. All of them? All except one. He had a big knob on top and I couldn't find a mate for him. I meant... I know what you meant, Blanche. I even boiled them last night. Where are my pants? Who stole my pants? Nobody stole your pants. I just looked in the wastebasket and they're not there. My shoes are missing from the sink. Don't be silly, John. Your pants are on a hanger in the closet and your shoes are in the shoe rack. How'd they get there? I put them there. Well, I wish you'd quit throwing my things around like that. (laughs) Gotta get them or I'll be late. You won't be late. Here are your pants. Thanks. Blanche, these aren't my pants. They're not? Then whose pants are they? That's a good question, only I should be asking. Don't be so snug. They were baggy, so I pressed them. Baggy? Took me an hour to find the right crease. Be careful you don't wrinkle them now. What's the difference? I like my pants to look lived in. You're dragging the tops on the floor. Hold your trouser leg with 
your left hand, then step in with your right foot. Blanche, I've been putting on my own pants for over 40 years, and I don't need you to be the foreman of it. Hand me my Which one? It doesn't matter. I want to use it for a belt. My suspenders are broken. Why don't you wear your belt? I'm using it to keep the soles from falling off my shoes. John Fitterson, you know you're just... I know it. I know I haven't got a belt. Where's my shirt? Where did you hide my shirt? I didn't hide it anywhere. Well, where is it? I draped it around the canary's cage so he could sleep. Is my shirt the only rag you could find to cover the bird's cage with? Hasn't hurt anything, has it? No, but I don't like the way that bird pokes into my pockets. Every time I take a cigarette out, I'm smoking bird seed. Why do you have to cover the cage anyway? The canary is sensitive to light. Well, get him a pair of sunglasses. Leave my shirt alone. No bird's going to sleep later than I do. Ah, shut up. John, why must you be so mean on our anniversary? Blanche, I'm not mean. I'm worried. Business is bad. My job is hanging by a thread. You never should have quit your other job. You made me quit. You said it wasn't dignified selling bowling balls. You were embarrassed to answer when people asked you what your husband sold. Well, it sounded like it was trying to start a fight. That's no problem for you. I gotta go. Here, and don't forget your samples. I won't forget. This darn vacuum cleaner gets heavier every day. Straighten this hose around my neck, will you, Blanche? There, there. Now, got everything? I think so. No, wait a minute. You got any money? Well, there's 50 cents in the sugar bowl. 50 cents? You can bring me the change when you come home. Now listen, Blanche, something's got to be done about this. I can't go down to work like a pauper every day. A man's got to have a couple dollars in his pocket. Now don't yell at me. I don't mind going with torn clothes and holes in my socks, but I'm not going to suffer through those lunches anymore. What's the matter with your lunches? You ought to know. You pack them for me. I'm just getting sick of carrying my lunch to work in a paper sack. Why can't I go to the restaurant like the other fellas? John, what are you talking about? I haven't fixed your lunch for two years. Oh, Blanche, every morning of my life I find my lunch wrapped in brown paper on the side of the sink. John, that's the garbage. Goodbye, Blanche. Goodbye, dear. Happy anniversary. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Thank you.
Alexander Zajic, Don't Touch That Dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. Tom Sumner. 